Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention whoring, self-entitled, drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Yeah, this is episode 192. This episode is living its truth. Fans first. This time, a few names worth mentioning who listen to the show on SoundCloud. Deborah, Sarah Fleming, Nancy, Shannon, Barbara Silverman, Clean Beach, Jessica underscore 2000, Kirby Aguilar in New York, Evie Caitlin in New York, Vanessa, Future, Glitch Collection, Anna Wharf, uh, Matt JM, Cherry Support in Liechtenstein, and OPS Teller. I'm doing something I've never done before on this show, and that's tell a pro thing that happened to me recently before we even get into the three uh, topics. I got a new used motorcycle recently. I ordered a front fork leather tool bag to accessorize it from a company I've done business with a dozen times, leatherup.com. Normally, good customer service and value. They sent my product to not only an old address, but an address I haven't lived at in over six years, two locations ago, despite my default address being updated on my account that I've had for about a decade. Of course, in this era of bad customer service, I mean, what was I just talking about last week regarding home delivery in that people think that home delivery means you'll always be satisfied. In this era of bad customer service, not only did they make the mistake, They literally told me it was my fault. Now, it was only a $46 item, but nonetheless, no joke, this total pro of a woman who is named Malika calls me. My phone number was on the box in case of a delivery issue where they couldn't find my residence. I answer this mystery number and she says, is this Lou? And I said, yes. She says, hi, I got a package from Leather Up and it has your name on it. She didn't even pause. She goes, you know, I can't do it today, but before work tomorrow, I can drop it off at the UPS store and tell them it went to the wrong address so you can get it to your current address. I I was blown away. How kind is that? How pro is that? I told her, you know what? You have some good karma coming your way. Now, this woman's going to fight Los Angeles traffic. I know exactly where she lives because she lives in one of my old apartments from back in the day. She's going to fight LA traffic, take time out of her day, and drop off a package so a stranger can get his merchandise. And no joke, it couldn't have been two days later, as promised, she said, I dropped it off, it should be on its way. Sure enough, I get an email from Leather Up saying my my package is being rerouted. Wow. We still have some people in Pro Nation. It looks like nobody in your family is a rank amateur. Okay, so if you're a regular listener of this show, you all know my disdain for what is the electric car hoax. Almost every week, I mention, well, 
exactly what President Trump said on Truth Social the other day, and that is this, and I quote, The ridiculous all-electric car policy of the Biden administration will go down as the greatest gift that our country has ever given to China. They have, or control, 100% of the material necessary to make the battery. We have nothing. But we have the gasoline, and they don't. Electric cars are much more expensive, both to buy and to run, will never, in caps, go nearly as far, and will have very little overall impact on the environment. This is almost as dumb as the U.S. border policy. Let the market decide. By the way, you can follow me on Truth Social at at LouSantini3. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Hit me! Topic number one. Oh, wow, right out of the gate. New pronoun alert. I mean, after all, it's been two weeks since your intelligence has been insulted. Now, without giving it away, just in case you can't quite make out the audio clearly, the pronouns that this amateur is about to drop on you begin with the letter N, as in Nancy. Ready? Buckle up, everybody. It's time to talk about my pronouns. I use the pronoun set knee, nem, near. <laughs> knee, nem, near. An example of how to use them would be the sentence, Nee went to the market with near friends who love Nem. Nee went to the market with near friends who love them. That is Nem over there. I really, I really liked Nem. He was nice. Number one, why? why? How is this making your life or the life of anyone else better, easier, less discriminatory? If anything, it's making it more complicated. How many times is this person going to use one of those pronouns and the other person's going to go, wait, 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 what was that? Say that again? And then, of course, they're going to have to explain the pronouns and then say them again. There'll be an offshoot conversation and then whatever they were talking about will be cast aside. Number two, notice she said my pronouns. So there it is. The world must adjust to this most important one person. Someone so special. She has her own pronouns. You know, we're living in a society. I'm half tempted to make my pronouns just to make people sound ridiculous. Is it any less stupid? And how would we know what her pronouns are upon first meeting her? How would it even come up? It wouldn't. And that's the point. This amateur has nothing going on with her life except for her nose piercing and her purple hair cut in the style of Mo from the Three Stooges. Number four, her example sentence. Nee went to the market with ner friends who love Nem. Great. Too bad that sentence will never come up in life. It reminds me of those sentences we learned in Spanish class that I have yet to use. The book is red. Yeah, that's just busy work. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If your pronouns are the most interesting or important thing about you, your life is sad and meaningless. Topic number two. Madonna. Admittedly, a pop music icon. Now, I've often said, I don't need to like a musical artist or their music to respect their impact on music culture. And without Madonna, and in my opinion, the underrated Cyndi Lauper, and you could be mad at me about this if you want, but without Madonna, you don't have 75% of the pop musical artists like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, the Ariana Grandes, and all the other lesser 
less talented offshoots of young, sexy girl singers willing to exploit their sexuality in an attempt to outdo and outshock the competition. The music remained sucky. But it doesn't take away from the fact that Madonna came from nothing and out of nowhere. And yeah, she worked her ass off to get where she is. Madonna starting out in what, 1980? Well, I should say that's when she first kind of broke through, I should say, with like Lucky Star and uh, what the hell was the other song of hers? I can picture it. Anyway, she had one hell of a run for a long time with hits, and she was always constantly reinventing herself, whether it's the style of music she did and or her overall physical look. Long hair, short hair, lace gloves, latex, sophisticated material girl or disco diva, strong independent woman who is keeping her baby and Papa Don't Preach, or sentimental sap like in Take a Bow. Frankly, I never liked her music enough to purchase anything except for one song I downloaded, and that's one that she did not write, but rather by Lenny Kravitz's Justify My Love from her uber raunchy phase. It's a really nice, sexy, hypnotic trance song, but I digress. Madonna will not go quietly into that good night. Cher tried for a bit, but even she knows she's not able to compete against the new generation of singers and looks or ability or be able to tour extensively like these young girls do. Now, this doesn't mean that just because you get older or even old that you can't think and act young. Far from it. You can live with youthful exuberance, with a polished sense of wonder and willingness to try new things and keep living. But there is something to be said with aging gracefully especially in the world of pop music. Madonna went from cultural and music pioneer to embarrassing mentally ill joke. And no, amateur nation, just because she's rich and laughing all the way to the bank doesn't make her any less pathetic. Now she's undermined all of her work and legacy with going out as a weird soon-to-be old lady. Watch her video. She's still grinding up on 18-year-old girls and boys. It's creepy now. I know, she's living her truth. Living life on her own terms, she, she's doing her. When your net worth is $850 million, sure, you can live life however you want, but it doesn't mean it buys you common sense, class, decorum, or grace. But now, from ThoughtNova.com comes this headline. Madonna, 63, poses topless and fans say, quote, she doesn't look like the same person. Here's the article. In her 60s, Madonna, the queen of pop, continues reinventing music and her ever-changing looks. Her latest reinvention, though, which involved posing topless in a new snap, has had fans say that she is not the same person. She took to Instagram to share a flawless head-to-shoulder picture with her long hair flowing down to cover her bare upper body. She captioned the post, <laughs> Breathwork. Hashtag gang gang and yeah, Sasha is always reliable. Okay, whatever the hell that means. The article says, although she attributed accomplishing this age-defying look in the shot to breath work, her fans refused to believe that. You think? They proposed that such transformation was more likely the result of a filter. One person commented, she doesn't even look like the same person. Way too much work done on her face. Another wrote, it's a filter. A third added, oh my God, now even Madonna looks like a Kardashian. Another chimed in, clearly some kind of work has been done, but not breath work, lol. And one couldn't help but ask, what happened to Madonna? That prompted the reply, she's unrecognizable. The article continues saying that this latest look comes just after she was criticized for posting snaps of herself in bondage-style lingerie that exposed her nipples and bum as she laid semi-seductively on a bed. 
She wrote in response to Instagram pulling down the post, I'm reposting photographs Instagram took down without warning or notification. The reason they gave my management that does not handle my account was that a small portion of my nipple was exposed. She said, it is still astounding to me that we live in a culture that allows every inch of a woman's body to be shown except a nipple. Really? Every inch? Are we seeing anuses? Vaginas? Huh? She said, it's astounding. This is where you can't win with Amateur Nation. If you show a nipple... It's sexism and objectification and the patriarchy. And if you don't show a nipple, well, then Madonna complains of censorship and oppression and that eh, free the nipple. Here's a woman who had a book called Sex in 1992 that was controversial, but sold and got her that precious attention nonetheless. It wasn't censored, but rather sold very well. Madonna continued saying that as if that is the only part of a woman's anatomy that could be sexualized. The nipple that nourishes the baby. <laughs> I, apparently, Madonna's never heard of the word context. Show me a, a woman nursing, then I'll not worry about seeing the nipple. You can't show a nipple in a sexual context and expect the viewer to think, baby nourishment. That's like looking at a top-field dragster and expecting people to think, daily commuter. One is for show, one is for go. In the case of nipples, and, am I really explaining this? One is for fun, one context is for feeding. But Amateur Nation likes to adjust the rules for their needs by the minute. First, it's believe all women, and me too, and stop the patriarchy, and stop objectifying women. But the next sentence, celebrate women's bodies, stop shaming us, show nipples, free the nipple, pick a lane and drive it at amateurs. She reposted the pictures covering the nipple with a love emoji. She says, can't a man's nipple be experienced as erotic? Answer, no. Next question. I mean, I guess it, it could if you were into men's nipples, but I'll never understand why artists, while they are indeed supposed to get people talking, push boundaries, show the world through their eyes, uh, whether that art be a painting, music, dance, literary work, a movie, a TV show, why they're supposed to do all that, the idea that I'm going to make people like men's nipples and like them as erotica is, what, pretty ambitious? Self-serving? Delusional? She goes on to say, what about a woman's ass, which is never censored anywhere? Giving thanks that I have managed to maintain my sanity through four decades of censorship, sexism, ageism, and misogyny. Yeah, it was quite the struggle. I, you know, she didn't have to fight anything. I mean, yes, she worked hard to, to break through, to get her first hit, to become an icon. But once she established her icon status, she could do anything she wants, pretty much. And if it backfired, yeah, and her net worth, again, $850 million. And her reputation is just fine. She's still respected. Right? She didn't have to fight censorship sexism, ageism, and misogyny. But that's the, that's the stupidity and the naivete and the easily manipulated mindset of amateur nation. A, a, a mindless amateur hears that and go, oh, Madonna's been, what about Madonna? She's been oppressed. She's had to work hard. She's had to fight censorship for four decades. And sexism and ageism, if it wasn't her fighting so hard, she, she wouldn't have made it. I mean, she, she's barely keeping the lights on at her house. Don't tell me that she's fighting anything anymore. 
This is, by the way, I'm trying to, uh, to, to, to lure in a new, younger, really young audience because my audience that grew up with me, I'm not really relevant to them anymore. So I have to go back and remind the, the, the new young people, the teenagers, the preteens, maybe even some college kids, usually the girls or the gay men, that I'm struggling and it's been a, it's been a brutal struggle this whole time. Again, this doesn't mean she didn't work hard. It doesn't mean that she didn't earn it. Of course she did. But don't shit on my cupcake and call it frosting, all right? She did what she wanted. She took the hits. She enjoyed the attention and criticism and made money and lots of it all along the way. Show me a woman who went through censorship, sexism, ages, and misogyny and is living in a trailer, broke, but talented and repressed and unable to make a living. And then I will allow those kind of gripes. But criticism, sexism, misogyny, etc., that's the cost of admission. That's your skin in the game, literally and figuratively, when you get into the pop music business. That's the cost of admission that you paid for your wealth and fame, Madonna. And here's the part where I just, I don't get this. I'll, I'll, I'll read it slowly. She says, And this is perfectly timed with the lies we have been raised to believe about the pilgrims peacefully breaking bread with the Native American Indians when they landed on Plymouth Rock. God bless America. (laughs) What? Did you pull a hammy with that huge metaphoric leap, Madonna? Did, Did you fall down and hit your head in the middle of that post? See, this is where Amateur Nation talks themselves right out of coherency and credibility and just simply need to be ignored. For good. Of course, you can hear this show for free on 30 plus different podcast platforms. But if you want to go full pro, support the show by as little as a buck a month. Don't forget to follow me on Truth Social at LouSantini3, on Instagram at Lou.Santini3, and on Getter at LouSantini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube, where every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday with a 60-second video preview. This episode's title is topic number three, and it's coming up next. Hey, pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half-off No Amateurs t-shirt today. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book Amateur Nation, the decline of common sense manners and social skills, the second edition. Inside, you'll read the amateur mission statement, the 30 truths about amateurs, the four stages of being an amateur, amateur habitats and history, social media plus me, me, me equals amateur, technology and amateur behavior, with dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by 
Amateur Nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Topic number three. Living my truth. Sounds good, doesn't it? Who doesn't like truth? Or the idea that you're actually doing something proactive physically and mentally towards living what you believe to be true. Not just knowing your truth, you're living it. All right, listen carefully. For Amateur Nation, living your truth does not mean or refer to anything regarding actual, factual, provable, visible, tangible, touchable, universal truth. It is what that person's perception of reality is. And what's more, it's the only thing that matters to them in some altruistic sense, that their truth, therefore their life, not their physical health, not their living, not their being, rather meaning what's going on in their life is more important than anything else to help them stay true to themselves. It's their fuel, thus making them the most selfish people on the planet. It's the you-do-you culture. They virtue signal and claim to want to save all the races, the poor, the animals, the earth. And yet, they're living my truth. Amateurs are so special that they've gone past just living. They're living truth. For you all, you're all living a lie, a racist, entitled, privileged lie. They know that their way is better, simply if it's just because it's opposite of what has been done the right way for centuries. Just like I said last week about Zia Wade, 15-year-old son of former NBA player Dwayne Wade, when he told his parents he was changing his name and gender, that he was going to live his truth when actually he's living his lie. So it's not enough for amateurs to live their truth for themselves. More importantly, it's that you see them living their truth and don't forget to celebrate it. Here's some truth. No one has time to celebrate another's truth or life. Amateur Nation, you're literally not special. I admire your honesty. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and fuck my sister. Again, living my truth is what their perception of reality is, which means literally nothing. If it's raining outside and someone who is living their truth says, no, it's a clear sunny day, that does not make it so. Yes, of course, we all see the world through different eyes and experiences and levels of coping and how we choose to see the world, so to speak. How we view the world. Are we optimists or pessimists or realists? I get that. But for society to exist and function smoothly and to flow, people need to open their eyes to the reality that doesn't exist just around them, but rather see what actually is and stop trying to manufacture false realities that they can simply relabel as their truth. Just because you say one person or a race of people are racist doesn't make it so. Just because you say the George Floyd protests were mostly peaceful 
despite videos of burning buildings and looting, doesn't make it so. Just because you say the election was fair and Biden won legitimately, doesn't make it so. Just because you say the border is secure, doesn't make it so. Just because you say climate change is real, despite the fact that nothing has changed in over a century or more, it doesn't make it so. Just because you say electric cars are better than gas, when we absolutely know that that is not true, nor are they cost-effective, it doesn't make it so. Just because you don't like a joke or a comedian, you don't get to end their careers because your anxiety is your truth. Your judgment means nothing. Your feelings are nothing to the rest of the world. Pro-nation laughs at you, amateur nation. You're embarrassing. We've never taken you seriously. You think your feelings are valid and because you've somehow been getting your way for a few years because all of a sudden you're being financially backed by communist and New World Order types who are paying high-ranking people in media and big pharma, the two real powers that currently run things, to influence your video game-playing heads. Think about that. The two things that control the message and the ability to keep you drugged up and distracted to receive those messages are running the show. Amateur nation, you've been programmed, not taught. Your days are numbered, rather will be cut short, literally. Don't expect to live long. Your future truth is this. You're going to be enslaved, skilled for nothing, while you die prematurely of obesity because you're told it's healthy, on a steady diet of fast food and home delivery and prescription drugs, while you're living off the government teat, relying on them for your car allowance, your electricity allotment, your medical and education needs, and buying the, well, there's only so much electricity and food and energy and cars and fossil fuels to go around. There's plenty. I'm sure your food rations will suffice. That is, bugs and engineered meat. Amateur nation, you will have died from a life of ease rather than a life of depth of character, work ethic, and accomplishment. You'll die younger and more stupid than any era of people ever. Ever. Nothing in your life will be private. Your moral high ground will result in your once big, exciting cities destroyed with crime, filth, and abandonment. Cities will become working factories. The suburbs will be cramped housing, and the only nice places to live will be exactly where the people who orchestrated this shit live. Martha's Vineyard, Beverly Hills, D.C., San Francisco, hell, the whole West Coast and most of the East Coast. All of the exotic locales around the world, secluded, protected, and insulated. While you get by, you'll have so much depression and so much anxiety that you'll be a soft nation of people dependent on drugs to live. Expensive prescription drugs that will fuel more illness, side effects, and death. They want progress, and they want it now. They're rushing it, and they're selling you, your thoughts, your soul, your naivete, your vulnerability, your race. In some vain thought that they think they're helping the human race. It literally is a game to them. They want to see how much power they can get and who will have it. Who will win? One nation, one police, one store, one energy source, one airline, one bank. Do you not see this future? From BigSelfSchool.com Here's their definition of living my truth. And spoiler alert, it's exactly what I just said. Listen to the selfishness here. For a nation of amateurs who tout, save the poor humans and the earth and the seals and the minorities, 
and oh, there's an overdose of self-centeredness here. It says, to live in your truth can mean a lot of different things. Yeah, how can truth mean different things? This is like your sexuality can be a bunch of different things. This is this is what amateur nation is being told. Everything's fluid now. It's a great word. Oh, it's fluid. It's just it's constantly evolving and changing. Yeah, well, good luck with that. You're never gonna get anything done. You're just not. You're just not. The article goes on to say, intuitively, you know that state. You can feel it when it happens. My, how convenient. It says, living in your truth may manifest in several ways. Making decisions based on love rather than fear. Saying no when you mean no and yes when you mean yes. Living according to your values. Sourcing your sense of power and self-worth from within. Prioritizing self-expression over the fear of judgment. There's the irony. If you, as a pro, don't agree with an amateur about their pronouns, for example, you're judged and severely. Honoring your gut feeling and intuition alongside analytical thinking. Yes, except for the election, electric vehicles, climate change, racism, crime, and the border security. Seeing your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs as temporary experiences and not who you are. Living your truth may sound serious and philosophical. In reality, it usually manifests through the little things in your life. How you make everyday decisions often shows whether or not you're being true to yourself. Here, here it comes. You ready? For example, when a friend asks you for a favor and you're barely managing your own tasks, what do you do? Do you drop everything and run to them, risking your own needs that won't be met? Oh my God, you just can't risk something as serious as your own needs! Or are you able to refuse in a kind, compassionate way? I always, I feel like I should be reading this in the voice of the guidance counselor in Beavis and Butthead. Okay. The article says, when you're deciding what to wear to a social gathering, how do you choose your outfit? Are you going to wear what you're supposed to for this occasion? Or will you dress the way which makes you feel comfortable? There it is. There it is. God forbid you dress for the occasion. Even that tasks your precious truth. By God, you can't do something you don't want to do. I mean, you have to do every everything you do in life has to be something you want to do. You don't have time for things that you don't want to do, like running errands, going to a job to keep the lights on, or, or breaking up with somebody, or quitting, or firing somebody, or, or not running to someone who needs your help. Everything has to be a life of ease where, where there's no competition. No competition. I've talked about this in my book. If you want to live the part, you got to dress the part. You want to play for the New York Yankees? Better get used to pinstripes. You want to work in a fancy office? Better save up for a suit and tie or a nice dress for some nice business clothing. You want to eat in a fancy restaurant? There's a dress code. In life, sometimes, you know what? Oftentimes, you don't get to do what you want, when you want, how you want. Here's some inanity that proves my point in that living your truth is not something measurable or quantifiable. Listen to this trite headline. These two words mean you're living in your truth. Are you ready? Are you ready for the two words? I almost feel like I should make this a contest. Like if you could email me what you think the two words are. <laughs> but the problem is you, you could hear this and go online and do some Googling and next thing you know you'd have it. But I, 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 I remember reading that headline and I, I put my hand over the monitor. Like, I want to see if I know what the two words are. And I'm thinking, two words? 
two words? I'm thinking three words like I am here or I'm in the now. Right? That's four words, right? These two words mean you're living in your truth. Here they are. <laughs> I guarantee you're going to go, oh, God. You ready? Here they come. <laughs> you're glowing. Ah, later saying in the article, it boils down to this. Live in, in all caps, your truth. I emphasize both your and truth here because your truth will not be the same as anyone else's truth. You're glowing. Well, I just got laid. I'm not really living in my truth. I'm just basking in post-sex glee. Now, in my opinion, here's the best definition of living your truth from UrbanDictionary.com. Living my truth, pretentious substitute for non-negotiable personal opinion. It says, often used by academics, this is a convenient phrase for avoiding arguments because people can contradict your opinion, but not your truth. That is brilliant. You know, you tell someone's like, you know, this movie sucked, but that's my truth, so no. You know, it's sunny out. No, I think it's kind of cloudy, but that's my truth. So it's not really sunny. It's my truth. You can't deny my truth. That's what I believe. No, you're lying to yourself. Just because you say something doesn't make it true. The, the article says, uh, the phrase is often used when seeking to justify a controversial personal, uh, personal stance or action because people are not allowed to argue with your truth. And they gave an example. Gertrude, I'm leaving my husband. He's a really good, faithful guy and all, but I just don't love him anymore. It was a tough decision, but I have to stand in my truth. And then Sharon says, you are so brave. I'm so proud of you for being true to yourself. Stay strong, sister. I love it. I love it. It's accurate. That is some truth for your ass. Okay, a few things off the grid here in the a la carte section. You know, I'm still taking heat for my story about Dwayne Wade allowing his son Zion to change his name to Zaya and his gender identity, and I'm assuming his sexual identity to that of a girl at the ripe old age of 15. I often hear from parents, well, you just want your kids to be happy. I get that. Of course you do. But there's a difference between indulging your child's current temporary happiness that is usually a whim or a trend or a mood and thinking ahead to their long-term happiness. The kind of happiness that will last after you are gone, mom and dad. Electric vehicle disaster scenario number 52. You're stranded on a freeway in a blizzard due to hazardous road conditions. You watch your battery power indicator drop more and more by the minute as you sit in what will soon be freezing cold. Pack extra blankies, amateurs. So, in regards to the border crisis and illegal aliens storming the American castle, remember that old phrase, no human is illegal. Okay, try this experiment. Go to a football or a baseball stadium without a ticket. See if they don't throw you out or arrest you. Go to a private country club or a gym without a membership. See if you don't get thrown out. Enter a factory or a construction site without a hard hat and see if you don't get stopped. Being a person, no, that doesn't make you illegal. Being where you're not supposed to be without proper paperwork, a paid admission fee, going through the proper protocol, attire, yeah, that makes you illegal. It's that simple. That is living real truth. To that order, your argument is that people should be free to roam wherever they want, however they want, whenever they want. No fences, no walls, no security systems, no borders, just chaos. 
Dear college students, just because you heard something and memorized it doesn't mean you learned anything. By the way, from now on, whenever I perform in comedy clubs and I find an audience member who had their student loan forgiven, I will be insisting that you buy everyone in the comedy club a drink as a thank you. What? That's not fair. Why should you pay for everyone else's drinks? Yeah, now you get it. Did you celebrate Bisexual Visibility Day on September 23rd? I'm not sure if that means it's a special day for bisexual people to look at things, or we're supposed to see, recognize, and of course, celebrate bisexual people, as if we can tell their sexual preferences just by looking at them. Not to mention, what the hell am I supposed to do now that I know that you like all genitals? And if I couldn't tell who's bisexual just by looking at them, I'd just be accused of being bisexual phobic or a bisexualist. Whatever. Just enjoy the day off from not working, bisexual amateurs. And by the way, all this talk about what is a woman? So, we do know what a man is then. If so, wouldn't a woman simply be the opposite? Oh, that's right, they're the same thing. My bad, I forgot that this is all stupid. For all the amateurs who got the untested gene experiment and worse, continue to wear their masks and worse yet, wear them outside and still worse yet, wear masks outside while alone, this line from the HBO series House of the Dragon. You cannot live your life in fear or you will forsake the best parts of it. Now before I dive into three pro things, we're 192 episodes in and I've never really covered what criteria is to be in the three pro things segment. Honestly, I look for one or more of the following. Being innovative. A fresh take on a product or idea. Something pro-America. If it displays logic or common sense. Exposes hypocrisy. Is of high quality. Smart design. Efficiency. Those kind of things. It has to grab me. It's time for three pro things. These are three things that are done right. Number one. Now, if you're a regular fan of this show, you're with me in your intolerance of laziness, lack of accountability, hypocrisy, virtue signaling, and woke crap. This post from regular listener of the show, pro Jeanette Guglielma of Magnolia, Ohio. She wrote, wokeness preys upon a person's desire to be a good person and the vulnerabilities associated with thinking they might not be. Once again, wokeness preys upon a person's desire to be a good person and the vulnerabilities associated with thinking they might not be. I like it, except I'd like to change thinking they might not be to knowing they are not. Number two. Back-to-back week quotes about narcissism. This week from pro Lucinda Thornton. And it says, pay close attention to the narcissist's accusations, their confessions. This is called projection. They accuse you of the very things that they are doing. Case in point. I saw this on Facebook by, ouch, right in the childhood. A still photo showing TV daytime talk show host Dr. Phil and a guest who has a shaved head and wearing a suit and tie that is identical to Dr. Phil with this caption. Best moments in trash TV. Listen carefully. Like that time Dr. Phil brought the owner of Bum Fights. For those of you who don't know, Bum Fights was this underground video collection you can order where, you're, where basically homeless men were fighting each other. And, and they orchestrated these fights. It was pretty, pretty horrific stuff. But nonetheless, 
Dr. Phil brought the owner of Bum Fights on to accuse him of exploiting vulnerable people for money. And this guy shows up dressed like Dr. Phil, saying that he does the exact same thing and was promptly kicked off the show for being right. And I like the comments from Pro Nation. What was pretty annoying is how Dr. Phil already views the videos that get played about his guests and knows what they're about. So when that guy came out and Phil kicked him off the stage, it clearly wasn't because he was appalled by the videos, but because he didn't want to platform somebody who would criticize him in front of his audience. And this one. Phil owns the show. He could have reviewed those clips days before and said, yes, I want to talk to this man until it happens and you're looking in a mirror. The clip didn't disgust Phil. The mirror did. Oh, yeah, that's a mic drop. Number three. I always like this guy's post on Instagram, at Zuby Music, Z-U-B-Y Music. He mentions something I've been saying for a while regarding the two years of mask, social distancing, and vaccine oppression Pro Nation has had to endure. Here it is. The demonization of the unvaccinated last year truly unveiled the darkest sides of human nature. I know people want to just move on for obvious reasons, but many of us will never forget just how nasty, vicious, and unreasonable people became. What's crazy is that everybody ended up getting COVID anyway, as predicted. Nobody apologized for the global-scale demonization, discrimination, and loss of human decency. Everybody is just carrying on like all is cool and always was. Billions of relationships were damaged over this. Families and friendship groups fractured and turned against one another in demon fashion. It sucks. It was completely avoidable, but the PSYOP was powerful. On the plus side, the relationships that survived will be stronger now. If I may add this, the injuries sustained and lives lost in pointless fistfights and altercations at stores and airports over masks, the jobs lost, and the resulting home and businesses lost due to having income destroyed, the cost of police to handle the calls of violence over masks and social distancing and vaccines, the depression, the loneliness, the drug and alcohol abuse that resulted from it, the obesity, the side effects from the untested gene experiment, all immeasurable in dollars. I know, if we all just wore our masks and had stayed home, it would have been over. The karmic debt that the powers that be that orchestrated this PSYOP will never be paid in full. And remember that those who planned and executed the biggest lie on the human race of all time, they will die too. And so will their offspring, since they will be tr the true recipients of the monetary gain and power from their elders who put this into motion. Their day is coming. I'm not getting biblical or religious here. I'm not getting vengeful. It's just a fact. They'll die, and it will be bad for them. And it doesn't even mean they'll die of old age. Life can be funny that way. Nothing is certain in life. That's a real positive way to end the show, isn't it? <laughs> hey, just living my truth. Yeah, but, you know, but when you think about it, it's a good thing just because these powerful, demented, evil, godless, greedy men and women who put this pandemic and the New World Order in place are powerful doesn't mean that they can't get sick, get injured, or die just like the rest of us. And if you do believe in some kind of afterlife, oh, they will wish they had never been born.
they will have a world of angry, vengeful people gunning for them in the afterlife. I've given out a lot of free No Amateurs tees over the last year or so. And if I read your email to me on the air, you could be next. Email me, lou at lucantini.com. But if you're shy, the good news is No Amateurs tees are now half off while sizes and supplies last. Find me on Truth Social, LouSantini3, Instagram, Lou.Santini3, Getter, at LouSantini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook, but especially YouTube. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. Thanks, Lou. We'll see you next week.